Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Every stage of our lives brings new challenges and opportunities. And did you know that you can love and embrace all of it? Come with me and let me show you how. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Really glad you're here today. So over the last couple of weeks, I have been really contemplating on my why. What is my big why? Why am I doing this podcast? And why why am I a life coach? And what is it that I want to convey? What is it that I want to teach? And I, I discovered I discovered that what it is I really want to convey to you is this, that you can enjoy your life. You can enjoy your life fully. You can embrace it all and you can thrive no matter what your challenge can be, specifically the challenge of anxiety. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast that I was able to open up and talk about my journey through general anxiety disorder, how I came to discover that I had this disorder and some of the things that have helped me. And I want to take that further into this podcast. It's my goal to really help you understand the tools that will help you not get rid of your anxiety because for me, that anxiety is always with me every single day. But I have learned how to manage that anxiety. I have learned tools that have helped me to not let that anxiety be my prison. Now, what do I mean by that? So for years and years, I felt that anxiety, I felt like I was in a prison. I was truly in a prison. And in my mind, I could picture myself in this, in this prison, this cage, and And there were bars and I was just in there and I could not get out, but I could see and I could see this person. I could see me standing far off and it was the person that I wanted to become. It was that person deep down that I knew I was, but no matter how far out I reached from that prison, those prison bars, I could not get to her. And it frustrated me and it brought so much pain and so much hopelessness to me. And what I have discovered over the last several years is that there are tools. There are tools that have helped me break out of that prison. There are tools that I have now that have helped me understand that I am not my anxiety, that my anxiety does not define me. It's simply just a challenge that I have, that I carry with me every single day. And I can still become, I can still progress. And that's That is my why. That is what I want to do is I want to convey to you that you, you can break free from whatever prison you are in, whatever challenge it may be. It may be anxiety. It may be something else. I don't know. 
but I want to offer to you that you can. And that's the focus of my podcast. I want to help you understand and give you the tools that you can actually have a fulfilling life, that you can actually enjoy your journey, enjoy your life. You can embrace all of it. So from here on out, we're going to be discussing the different components of anxiety, different components of distorted thinking. We're going to be we're going to be diving into a lot of the tools that have helped me. So stick with me and we are going to learn this together. We're going to get through this together. All right. Today, one of the components I want to talk about is compassion. So a couple of days ago, I was out running errands and I was actually trying to get out of, I was sitting at a red light and I wanted to turn right and traffic was really backed up going north and south. And I wanted to turn right going north. It was so backed up that when the light turned green for me, I couldn't go anywhere. I could not get into the lane that I wanted to get into. The only lane that I could turn into was the right turn only lane, which led to the freeway going the complete opposite direction that I wanted to go. Well, I thought, okay, I'll just sit here and wait till the light turns green going north and then traffic will move and I can just merge into the lane that I wanted to move. Well, the car behind me had other ideas. And as I sat there for just a split second, it seemed like he started honking at me. And at first, I wanted to get a little annoyed, but I thought, okay, no problem. I will just go out cautiously. I will, I will drive a little slower, and I'll put on my blinker so that somebody will surely let me in when the light turned green for them. And that's what I did. I went, I turned right, I went a little slower, and put on my blinker. And I had quite a ways to go that I could have merged in. And it looked like a few times that they were going to let me in, but both times, no. And so I actually not only got stuck in the right turn only lane, I got honked at several times for even trying, even attempting to want to merge into the left lane. And I was a little ticked. I am not going to lie. It really ticked me off. And I could hear the voice of my coach in my head. And I could hear her words saying, what would love look like in this situation? What would compassion look like in this situation? And I'll be honest with you, at that moment, that was not a thought that I really wanted to entertain. (laughs) Because I had to go, luckily I got on the frontage road and I had to go clear around and back where I had started to try and do this again. (laughs) It was just a little frustrating. But that thought, what would compassion look like in this moment, kept kept, um, in my head. And so I thought about compassion. What would have compassion look like in that moment for me? Well, over the last week, I've been thinking a lot about compassion. <laughs> it's caused me to think a lot about compassion. And the compassion that I feel and express for others, and especially those closest to me, and the compassion I have for myself. Now, it seems like the idea of being compassionate 
is really not the norm in today's world, right? There seems to be so much judgment, so much anger and hate out of there. And giving others the benefit of the doubt is usually not the first thing you read about or hear about in the news. So I wanted to take a little bit, a a look into what compassion really is. So I looked up several definitions and compassion by definition simply means that you can relate to another person's situation and you have the desire to help them. Now, having compassion for others means that you aren't judgmental with their situation. You just simply want to help because you have walked in their shoes, so to speak. If compassion could speak, it would probably say something like this. I get it. I totally understand. And you're not alone. Let me help you. Now, we often think that compassion and empathy are the same thing, right? But that's really not true. Empathy is being aware of another person's emotions and attempting to understand how they feel. And compassion takes it one step further by having the desire to do something to help. When my twins were babies, we had just moved to Arizona. We had moved away from all of our extended family. I know I've shared this with you before. And we didn't know anyone. And during church one Sunday, we go to church. At that time, we went to church for three hours. And during church one Sunday, I had decided to leave after the first hour was over because my husband had other responsibilities and he wasn't able to take one of my boys. And so I had to wrestle with both of them. And for the next two hours, it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. And I just wanted to go home. And like I said, I knew I didn't know anybody. So that's what I did. I picked them up and I, as I was walking to my car, I was carrying both of them. And an older woman came up behind me and asked me, she basically said, where do you think you're going? (laughs) And I told her rather sheepishly that I was heading home because it was just too hard to handle these two on my own. And she then demonstrated so much compassion for me because she could totally relate. She'd been there before. And she said, look, I can help you. Now she had empathy for my situation, but she also showed compassion because she wanted to help. And that's what she did. She took one of my boys every week for several months. And that was huge. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big um, heroic act on her part but it was a simple act of compassion. I'm sure we can all think of examples, right? Where others have showed compassion towards you or where you have acted compassionately towards someone else. I had a friend of mine convey in a talk she gave on Sunday about her plight last week with her grocery cart getting stuck in a water grate and groceries from her cart falling over and how just a couple of couple of women saw her plight and without thinking, they rushed to her aid and helped her put her groceries back in the cart and lift her cart out of this grate. Just simple acts of compassion. And I love this. I loved that. I love this time of year because it really, for a moment, Anyway, it seems like the world is a lot more compassionate altogether, right? Now, 
And it's easy sometimes, I think it's a lot easier to show compassionate compassion to those around you. But what about being compassionate with ourselves? And I want to ask you this question. How do you demonstrate compassion for yourself? Do you find it easy? Or do you find it difficult to show compassion for this, for you? Well, I'll be honest with you. It has been a lot easier for me to show compassion for other people than it has for myself. I used to constantly judge and criticize myself, and I still do on occasion, really. And when I when I made a mistake or when I didn't show up the way I wanted to, I would really beat myself up. For instance, when I was a young mom, I had um, four very young children. At one time, I had three children under the age of three. And for me, that was a lot. And I used to raise my voice. And I'm not proud of this at all. At night, after a long day, and I would lay in bed and I would think about all the times that I, I yelled at my kids. And I would just lay there and I would beat myself up and I would judge myself and I would criticize myself, telling my husband that my children deserved a better mother, that I was such a terrible mother. And I was always so hard on myself over every little mistake I made or anything that I didn't do well. Now, compassion for myself was definitely, like I said, not something that came naturally to me. And on top of that, I had anxiety. And as my anxiety was getting worse, I was disliking myself more and more. I judged myself for being broken. I judged myself for having this anxiety, thinking that it was all my fault, that I brought something, I brought this on because I must have done something wrong. Now, I can't imagine saying to my husband and my kids, well, you made a mistake, you messed up, and you are such a terrible person, and until you quit messing up, you don't deserve my compassion. Can you even imagine that? No. (laughs) And yet, that is exactly what I was telling myself over and over and over again. I told myself that once I stopped yelling at my kids, once I loved my husband and my kids better, once I got rid of my anxiety, then I could actually like myself. And only then would I deserve compassion. Now, seriously, that is what I thought for so many years. But here's the deal. I was never going to stop yelling. I was never going to love any better or manage my anxiety as long as I kept treating myself with that hate and with that judgment. And I want to offer to you that neither can you. Beating yourself up will never help you get to the feeling of compassion for yourself. Ever. And what's fascinating is the fact that we have actually been commanded by God to love ourselves. Now, the first commandment is to love God with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength, right? And the second commandment is to love our neighbors as ourself. Have you ever stopped to really think about that? Like I said earlier, it, it seems a lot easier to love ourselves. Or not love ourselves, excuse me, not love ourselves, but love our neighbors, right? But loving ourselves, that seems a little 
difficult. And for many years, I thought it was almost selfish. But when I really looked at this commandment to love our neighbor as ourself, I started questioning, how do I love myself? Do I really love myself? And here's what I found. That when I didn't love myself, when I was judging myself, when I am critical with myself, I tend to love my neighbors just like that. I actually catch myself judging them. So really, I'm loving my neighbors as myself. Or should I say, I'm judging my neighbors as I judge myself. We're supposed to love ourselves. We're supposed to be compassionate with ourselves. The only way we can truly love our neighbors, we can truly love God, is by learning how to love ourselves. So how how do we do this? Well, in order to develop self-compassion, we have to first start with our brains. The thoughts my brain was offering me were definitely not creating self-compassion. Thoughts like, I am such a terrible mother and my kids deserve a better mother. And having anxiety means that I'm broken and I have anxiety because I did something wrong. All of these thoughts were not serving me and they were preventing me from really feeling that self-compassion. I was in this never-ending cycle of self-judgment and criticism because of these thoughts. And as a result, I found myself doing that to others. Now, when I found coaching, it was like this light bulb turned on for me. I learned how to really become aware of what my brain was telling me, and I learned how to question those things, really question and examine those thoughts. Was this completely true? Am I really a terrible mother? And when I looked at that, I realized that no. Yes, my brain was starting, wanted to offer me all the evidence that I was a terrible mother, and but... I was able to talk back to my brain and I was able to really look and see, wait, I wasn't such a bad mother here and I did this. That didn't mean I was a bad, I feed my kid. I fed my kids. I, I kept my kids safe. I taught my kids things and that did not make me a terrible mother at all. No, what it made me when I, when I yelled at my kids was a woman who loves her children deeply and I'm human And being human means we are going to make mistakes. Now, was it really my fault that I had anxiety? Not at all. Again, I'm a human being. And being part of a human being is having a human body. And my human body doesn't produce the right balance of chemicals it needs to keep my emotions in an even state. Coaching has opened my eyes to better understand that God has so much compassion for me. When I was caught in that judgment and criticism cycle regarding me and my flaws, I thought that's how God felt about me. So I used to actually picture him looking down with me at with his arms folded, something like this, saying, there she goes again. Will she ever learn? What is wrong with her? You know, until she gets this, I'm just... I'm just going to be hard on her. I'm not going to be very compassionate for her. Now, can you imagine? No, that is not how God sees us. 
I know now more than ever that that is completely false. God loves me. He loves you. And when I mess up, he doesn't fold his arms and say, oh, there she goes again. There she goes again. When is she going to learn? I picture him now wrapping his arms around me and saying, you know what? I get it. I totally understand. Let me help you. Isn't that what we would do with our children? We wouldn't do that with our children, right? We would wrap our arms around them and we would say, I get it. I totally understand. Let me help you. What if, what if that's how you can be compassionate with yourself? What if when you make those mistakes or when you do something that you, 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 when you show up in a way that you don't want to show up, what if for a moment, instead of judging yourself, instead of criticizing, oh, there I go again, I did it again. What if you picture yourself, you picture another you putting your arms or her arms around you saying, you know what? I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. I know. I understand. Let me help you. What would that look like? I don't always show up the way I want to show up. I don't now. I have all these coaching tools. I have all these tools. And I still don't always show up the way I want to show up. And I'm not always great at not judging myself. But when I can remember that thought that my coach offered to me, what would love look like in this situation? What would compassion look like in this situation? It helps me to picture myself. It helps me to picture somebody wrapping their arms around me and saying, I get it. I totally get it. I understand. Let me help you. And that's what I want to offer to you. I get it. I totally understand. And let me help you. All right, my friends, that is just one part of compassion that I want to leave with you. Have a great day and I will talk to you again next week. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.